Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters, four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers him out. McGarry's 2 2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no hitter tonight. Pushes a bunch of third. James to first. <laughs> All right, college baseball fans. What a weekend we just had. And I mean, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I just want to go ahead and shout out the YouTube page and the podcast. We, we're, we're growing like crazy. We, our Twitter account gained over a thousand followers since Friday. So since two days ago, three days ago, since the season started. So shout out to Apollo, shout out to Dez and Stoney and Dimitri. Man, we're, we're growing like crazy. And it, it's such a beautiful thing to see, you know, college baseball finally getting the the light and the shine that it deserves. And I don't want to credit it all to the MLB lockout, but I have two pages worth of notes on my notebook that I'm holding selfish. I should have sent a picture of it to Dez and Stoney, but I kind of want to control this episode. I have I have a lot of opinions here. So Dimitri's not here, so we're not going to have any mic issues. <laughs> we're not going to be seeing any Twitter comments. People saying Dimitri needs a new mic. We're working on it. All right. Shout out to everybody that donated to our Twitter tips jar, I guess you call it. Dimitri set all that up. I think it should just go to him getting a new mic because it's, it's about time for that. Two years too late. Anyways, before we dive into it, boys, Stoney, Dez, any opening thoughts you guys have about what you guys saw this past weekend? Yeah, I mean... What a weekend it was. We've been waiting on this since middle of June when Omaha ended, and uh, we've been talking about it ever since. We've just been waiting and waiting and waiting, and now that it's here, it was like, it was like Christmas morning, um, Friday, waking up, going to work, um, just waiting on all these games to get started, and the great weather that we had. There was a lot of great weather yes. across the country. It looked cold as balls a lot of places, but blue skies, the sun was out, people were out. Baseball stadiums were being filled, and we had a lot of great baseball, and we're going to get into a whole lot of topics tonight. Um, just really can, exciting that we had. Can I add weekend. to a point there? The stadiums were packed all over the country. Jammed. Whether Whether it was 75 degrees and sunny or 30 degrees and raining, we saw a ton of different college baseball accounts tweeting out pictures of the stadium. And it was full capacity almost everywhere. It, it was such a great thing to see. And if those are the crowds we're getting in February, imagine what we're going to get in, in middle to late May, right before conference tournaments. Imagine the conference tournament turnouts. And then, of course, regionals and super regionals. Those are, those are always sold out anyways. But, man, what a, what a great time to be a college baseball program, seeing a lot of support from whatever community you're in. You know, it was a, a great full weekend when Fandy fills up their 2,400 people stadium. <laughs> right, right. I think I saw somebody tweet out something about, I don't even, I don't want to get into it, but 
<laughs> it was it was kind of making fun of Vanderbilt being a baseball school and and having the smallest stadium in the SEC. But I don't even think that's true. Des, talk to us here real quick. We we have to shine some light on Des Apollo. Des, here we go. Boots on the ground in Texas. You know, local celebrity there. Everybody knows him from Apollo Media and and all this. So he's just kicking back, relaxing, watching a Texas team just kick the teeth in of my Rice Owls, and. He's got a beer in one hand. You've probably seen the video if you're listening to this because we, we made sure to pump it out. But Dez turns – see, uh, there's a foul ball hit to the stands, and he, and he, I believe, commits to it from the spot. Right then you commit, you turn your back to the field like a catcher, and you one-hand snag it while still holding a beer, and then you give us just a nice little shrug, like a Michael Jordan – eh. This, this ain't no thing. This ain't no hobby. And take a sip of your beer, get a standing ovation from the crowd. Please tell us about that experience. Tell us about uh, kind of how cool you felt in that moment. Yeah, I mean, it just content content finds its way. Um, first off, like being back in a stadium, um, watching baseball, drinking a cold beer. I tweeted about it. It was awesome. Like just as a fan of the game. Um, two shout out to all the all the peeps in left field holding it down. That they're they're. They've been growing it and breeding it out there and just starting to make a real great college experience at the dish. Um, so shout out to left field. But yeah, I'm just, I was actually just going to get another refill of beer. Uh, there's one spot I go to in the stadium and uh, was kind of just sitting there waiting. And I saw the ball go up and I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, this ball's on me. Um, got to make a play. Got to commit. One of, the, one of the two. I was like, I either walk down the aisle and just let some fan get on the bounce or we make a play. So I was like, let's make a play. You're going viral either way. You're either catching it or you're breaking the finger and uh, it's going to look bad for everyone. So like you said, former catcher, turn my back to the field, just like the good old days. And I heard the seams of the ball about like 20 feet out. And I was like, we got to make a business decision right now. This. <laughs> um, <laughs> These are my blogging fingers we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're like, this is a, this is a, and then I kind of like looked out of the corner of my eye and no one else was around me because I could always just like play it off and let like someone else make it. I was like, oh no, it's only you. There's about 4,000 people here. So this went with the old classic, had it up. I was like, now you got to stick it. You can't do the whole basket catch, right? That's, that's a chance for a high fumble probability. You have a beer in your hand. <laughs> So I was like, we just got to go for the stick. And that the odds of you uh, breaking a finger go up. And uh, we just made a play. We just made a play. Uh, the shrug, have a little beer, um, and just act like you've been there before. And I haven't because I never catch foul balls. So uh, gave it to the kid growing the game. So sorry, Zach Ample. We don't, we don't keep souvenirs here. We give them to the kids. But uh, all in all, just a great experience. Wow, dude. And, and the the – Top it off. You gave it to a kid. And the kid yeah, witnessed history. Yeah, he yeah, witnessed nice. history. Watched Des high point a ball coming right at him. And I know there probably are listeners who have never attempted to catch a home run ball or a foul ball. It is almost impossible. I've, been, I've made a fool out of myself. Former college baseball player here trying to catch balls in, the, in foul territory or home run. And I, I'm, I'm an over. I'm probably over 20. It's hard, and, and you made it look easy, Des, so tip my cap to you. It was exactly what you said. Content always finds its way, and it was, it was a thing of destiny to have you standing in that spot. Um, so we awesome there. We, we take those when we get it, opening weekend. <laughs> and yeah. the best part about this is when Des was out of the room before the podcast, a little behind-the-scenes action here, 
Ben says, hey, we're not going to talk about Dez's catch, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, we're not going to talk about it. And we're maybe four minutes into the podcast, and we just spent four minutes on it. So yeah. Yeah. I thought about giving Dez a hard hey, time. Guys couldn't avoid, yeah. couldn't avoid it. But just want to give all of our, our fans and listeners a, a thank you so much from the bottom of 11.7 and the Apollo crew, because just in this opening weekend, over 1,000 Twitter followers, and I know we've earned a lot of new listeners just through our consistent content throughout the weekend. Now, out of all the content we posted, all of the tweets, all of the everything we did, some of it was good, and some of it riled some people up and made it bad. Do you guys have any guesses on what I'm referring to? It was Dimitri's fault. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's a little, little SEC fan base that has uh tend to be sensitive they, they tend to be sensitive yeah i think sensitive i for one right can't word. i for one can't stand it this team this school i'm here for you on this podcast yeah des is out. now the the king of arkansas because i guess the long story short dave van horn who's the head coach of the arkansas raising backs we love dimitri sent out a tweet the day of opening day on friday because Dave Van Horn had a press conference, and in that press conference, he was referring to Alabama's team last year being childish, you know, doing you know, kind of some unprofessional things that he didn't like and he didn't approve of, and how his team at Arkansas is full of professionals, and you know, they're going to play baseball the right way, and none of a lot of the, they're not going to have the gimmicky stuff that some of the teams that they played against last year. So Dimitri basically tweets out, saying Dave Van Horn is taking a boomer approach, doesn't support bat flips, and doesn't, um, doesn't like this new age of college baseball, even though it's more exciting and energized. And boy, let me tell you, the DMs and the replies and mentions that we got from the very, very proud and very, very... Um, I would say, I don't even... I don't Boisterous. Yes, because I, I love Arkansas the fans. They're, they're, they come one of the biggest college baseball fan bases, if not the biggest. But they came after us saying, don't come at our king like that. You guys are a joke. How are you going I mean, to alienate the, the number one college baseball fan base when you guys claim to be the number one podcast? <laughs> and wow, we got, some, we got some vicious replies. And sure enough, Dimitri doubled down on it. And this is where it got bad. <laughs> um, Dimitri sees a Division II kid hit a home run, and I'm sure everybody saw it. It got a half a million views on Twitter where he pimps a home run and, and pulls up the, the scope, the sniper scope, and snipes the ball from the air. And he just simply tweeted out the video and said, don't show Dave Van Horn this. Right as we were under smoke, under fire from Arkansas fans, <laughs> And they're friends of fans and, and all this. And boy, we, the Titanic almost went down. The 11.7 Titanic <laughs> almost sunk. And I was considering maybe not even doing the podcast anymore, shutting it down before we got death threats. Uh, but the funniest part about this whole thing was we got a lot of slack, but somehow we, we never referred to the University of Tennessee. We never referred to the volunteers, but somehow volunteer fans somehow stuck up or yeah, stood up for us and they started taking the heat 
saying like we want this smoke arkansas sucks we we're gonna beat you guys this year you guys are terrible and it turned into an arkansas versus tennessee war and we slowly backpedaled with our arms in the air you know we surrender y'all go at it and it it went on for three days it's still going on people are still replying to that tweet hating on either arkansas or tennessee even though tennessee had nothing to do with it there was just miscommunication so love the passionate fan bases we have this year and Tennessee was a, was a school that had a baseball program but was not a baseball school five years ago, not even a baseball school four years ago. But around the COVID year, they, they found something with Tony Vitello, and they've built a lot of momentum, made it to Omaha last year. So I wanted to address it. I wanted to address the Arkansas fiasco. We like Dave Van Horn. We love what he's done over there. He's the top five college baseball coach, no doubt, no question. We were just trying to have a little bit of fun. So if you're an Arkansas fan listening to this, one, either thank you for backing us up and replying to some of these other fans saying, hey, these guys mean no harm. They're just trying to stir the pot a little bit. Or two, hey, we're sorry. Like, it's going to happen again. So don't, don't get all sensitive. Let's just have a little bit of fun here. Um, Tennessee fans on Twitter willing to go to war at any moment in time. It's the it most, was, I have the most respect for them because they are just ready to go any moment in time, throwing punches, doesn't matter. Yes, I would ne- if I was voting for the president of the United States, I would never vote for a Tennessee fan because they are so quick to push that big red button. <laughs> just let's just nuke the whole place. Let's just hit the nuke button. We're going to we're going to bomb it all. So uh, they were almost looking for a fight. They saw Arkansas fans coming after us and it they just decided hey we're gonna step in here we're just gonna we're gonna beat the hogs here i i, I really have to know like is there gonna are, are all our faces gonna be like wanted signs like at arkansas like can we step foot into a game there now like, i know we just have the the public apology and i'm now their champion on this podcast but i like sec play are are we welcome that's what, like the streets yeah, are gonna that's ask a, that's the a legitimate question asking. As a Mississippi State fan, I don't know if I'm allowed, but Mississippi State and Arkansas are basically the exact same school. They're a baseball school, and they live and die for baseball. I feel like we have a lot of respect for each other, but we also hate each other, so I'm not even sure if I'm ever allowed in this before this weekend even happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, Battles is my guy, too, like a family friend. Like I may not be able to go see my family friend play a game this year due to a TikTok, so I love yeah. that. That, something that's what else. I love about college baseball. <laughs> yeah, it, people hold people hold grudges big time in college baseball. Probably college baseball is one of the all-time grudge holding sports. It, oh, yeah. it, it never goes away. It's surprisingly a grudge a grudge holding sport. But I will say Arkansas fans got a little bit of karma coming their way after coming after us because what happened opening night? They lost to Illinois State. Minus the Redbirds, and I was just about to bring that up, how you <laughs> threw that in your little parlay for a little sprinkle on the cake. And I, so good. I said, and we, cl- we clipped it and tweeted it out. I said, watch, that's going to be the one that loses, even though it, I, we thought it was a lock. And poor, I mean, poor Des. How? How does that? That only happens to you. It only happens to me. I, I'm sitting here taking grenades, uh, friendly fire, because now I'm an Arkansas stand, and um, – Minus four fifty chalk doesn't doesn't hit. It's bananas, right. absolutely bananas. But, but it's all right. Yeah, we we, we move on. We, we they move bounced on. back. They won the weekend. So, and 
I mean, they were they were on the verge of losing opening weekend, unlike some people. Somebody lost I mean, an opening weekend here. Uh, Mississippi State Someone didn't start their season us. until Sunday, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Mississippi State didn't start their season until Sunday. Put that on a T-shirt, Apollo. Just, just, just print it out. But wow, let's let's dive into that series. Dirt bag. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we can get let's into it. In. Dirt bag. That, dirt bag. I, I I knew that Taylor's this dirtbags team was much better than what they showed in in 2019. They were awful. 2020 and COVID, they were really good. But I knew they were going to come into Starkville not intimidated. And they were they were going to play their best ball. And I was really impressed with the at bats they had. Uh, I was impressed with their starting rotation. And although Landon Sims had a career game, nuts, almost unhittable, they Long Beach State won one Friday night, even after it was almost it was almost if Mississippi State was missing a Landon Sims in the back end of that bullpen. That's what it came down to. Well, um, so I have a lot of thoughts on this series. So I might be talking a little bit here. So if you all need to get in there, interrupt me. because hey, take, take the floor. This is you. This is I've you got a lot of things here. So, yeah, Friday night. It was Friday afternoon. Landon Sims comes out, and he's just mowing people down, just like Landon Sims does. I think he only got in – he was only in the 70s in his pitch count. He got through seven innings, gave up one run. It was a tank home run in the seventh inning with two outs, struck the next guy out. Not a big deal. 13 Ks, career high. Um, looked stellar. Looked everything that you want in a Friday night SEC guy. Not worried about that. The questionable move was um, right after that, in the eighth inning, you'd throw in Parker Stinnett. Um, if you were watching Omaha last year and watching the Texas game, the second-to-last game of Texas's season that year, um, Ivan Lindez comes to the plate with two guys on, two outs, Parker Sinet, it's pouring rain. All he's got to do is get this guy out. And the Hispanic Titanic just, he threw one, like, across the state border of Nebraska. I don't know where, if it's landed or if it ever landed. Um, and that's what's ingrained in my memory with Parker Sinet, even when his hair's cut. Like, that's all I see is Ivan Melendez tossing his bat a billion feet in the air and just running across the bases. We were a couple outs away. We had the momentum. All we had to do was get to the ninth inning. We're probably going to win on a walk-off there. That's what's ingrained in my head with him. And he came in, and I was like, I, all I see is that home run. And he immediately gave up two runs, I think. So, or yeah, he gave up two runs. We're down one nothing. All he had to do was hold it. Maybe the offense wakes up. Maybe the bats go. Immediately gone. Two runs. Like nothing even happened. Walked guy, couple singles, and just it was gross. I didn't like it. I thought you should have put in Parker uh Johnson there. Uh or, no, I don't know. But you should have literally thrown anyone else in and I would have been like, Okay, yeah, I see it. He comes in and that's the only thing that's ingrained in my brain. And that's well, just because of one game. That's let's one game this. Last what season. was what was Mississippi State's strength last year? It was timely hitting and the bullpen. Perfect. That's a great way to put it. Yep. You you said it better than I did. Timely hitting and an incredible bullpen where if they were within a run or tied or or had the lead, it was an almost guaranteed win. Well, they took a sacrifice this year and and made Landon Sims the Friday night guy, which he well deserved. And he's probably on pace to, if he pitches like this all year, he's going to win a gold spikes. I don't see another kid, you know, maintaining this all year other than him. 
But when you move him into the starting role, you got to get a lead for the guy. You got to score runs. And there was no timely hitting. In fact, there was no hitting at all. They got one hit Friday night. Here's my other comparison to Omaha is when they played Virginia and Griff McGarry was just not throwing heat. He only got up to like 91, 92. Like he's not throwing like gas by people. He's just missing bats. That's all it was. And it was the exact same thing Friday afternoon with Long Beach Mm -hmm. State. He was just missing bats. He wasn't throwing anything crazy, but they couldn't hit him. And I forget his name. I should have wrote it down. Luis, but Ramirez. Luis Ramirez. Yep. Ramirez. Yeah, Dude, Luis his Ramirez. stuff got was nasty stuff. Absolutely but. nasty. It was, you know, two seamers Can, and changeups, sinkers. Yeah, let's go. He was, go throwing, ahead, he was throwing that heavy two seam. He was throwing that heavy two seam. Mm-hmm. And if you play the game, you know, it's like hitting. It's like hitting a tire. Like it doesn't matter if you're making contact. Obviously, Mississippi State struggle making contact. But when you do, it just doesn't feel good at all. It feels like you're swinging underneath water it feels like you hit a tire it just doesn't feel good and when you have that heavy sink and that two seam running like that which he had it's deadly and then you throw a little change piece on top which he was mm-hmm. i mean it, it was uh you gotta tip your cap i mean the, the kid balled out and that's yeah. going against like we said arguably the maybe the best pitcher in all of america yeah and and anytime and you said it really well there des that two seam, that late action that he had, where it looks like a ball 58 feet of the way, and then you have to do a last-minute you know, foul-it-off swing or check swing, and then you have the changeup move in the opposite direction, or I guess it's the same direction but more down. You're just going to swing over the top of that every single time. And he was painting pitches, so um, Long Beach winning that game and on Friday, like we kind of hinted at on the show, the duty noble field had a felt like a little bit of a championship hangover. You know, they were rocking, but they were quiet almost the whole game because they, they were almost shocked, but they bounced back Sunday and, and really handle long beach state. Long beach state looked checked out today. Um, but they won the series. They they came down here. They flew from long beach, California to Starkville, Mississippi and came away with a series win. So they're, they're going to be the real deal out there in the big West. I think it was you, Stoney, that predicted them to be an Omaha team. I was just about to say, credit to me, Big J, college baseball journalist here, uh, took Long Beach State as my one of my eight Omaha picks. So, and I, I can me. see credit it. Credit to me. I can really see it now. I mean, they imagine if that was a super regional. If they get yeah. put into a Starkville super regional, they're winning that super regional going to Omaha. Right. I don't right. know if there's a more dangerous place to play a super regional than Starkville. They just proved it opening weekend. Sold out crowd, 34,000 fans total this weekend. Attendance record for opening weekend. Right. So Not a big deal. Um, something else I want to talk about here. We'll, we'll move on from the Mississippi State talk. I don't want to get They got hammered. Out. That's all it is. Yeah, I don't want to get you too depressed because we still have a lot of show left. A lot of season left. Let's go ahead. And the biggest story of the weekend was this East Carolina Bryant series where Bryant sweeps East Carolina. Bryant Bulldogs, they've been a regional team. They, they've been a really pesky mid-major team and, and have really good talent. But what happened Saturday night goes down as one of the craziest plays I've ever witnessed being a college baseball fan. Let me paint the picture for you, listeners. If you haven't seen the video, there's a really good video out there. I forget, um, I forget the kid's name that tweeted out the video, but it has almost a million views now on Twitter. I'll go find it. He, so not he, but so East Carolina is losing in the bottom of the ninth, and 
they hit a go-ahead walk-off two-run home run. The, the guy runs around the bases. They celebrate at home plate. And the game pauses, and you see players start whipping their head around looking at the umpires meeting together. And apparently the first base umpire granted time to the first baseman before the pitch. The pitch still went on, and they, they Nolan voided the home run. They just straight up said, hey, first base umpire called time. That home run does not count. Game's still on. And, and Bryant ends up winning that game. I, man, that's so tough because, yeah, he granted him time. But he didn't say time loud enough for the pitcher to hear and stop. And my thing is... What first it, base was calling that? Why are you granting the first baseman time? What does he need? What does he need to, to call time about? I, I don't, I don't know. know. Objectively, I had money on the game, and I lost the money <laughs> line bet again This in that fashion. But I've never seen a, a corner infielder or any player in the infield call for time and it being granted. And, and like obviously, the pitcher didn't even hear because he everyone played everyone played the play. And shout out to that first baseman. He sold it, too, to that ref. The umpire, he he was. Whoa! He was don't ref, say the R word. Don't say ref. Uh, to the to the ump, he hands up instantly on the second on the second go on the second video, right when they expanded mm-hmm. it, and he's 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 pointing he's pointing at the ump, and I just never seen that in my life, never in my life I've ever seen that being granted. And- I played corner infield at the college level. I played first base, and if I would have ever like, there would have been never a reason for me to call time. And there would have been a 0% chance an umpire would have actually granted me time unless I'm laying flat on my face, passed out from heat exhaustion, right? Like, there in that moment, like, there's nothing there's no he needs way. to call time about. There's no way. It was the most perfect call for time, though, on that first <laughs> Oh, <base>. my God. <laughs> no, uh, credit to the first baseman. He must have got some sort of sixth sense is this gonna and, be like the new timeout for kickers you know like you know how they, yeah, they like, iced them. To try to freeze them on the, on the, <laughs> they the hitter. third base in america is gonna be calling their timeouts i the, can't believe they let him round the bases and they 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 swarmed him at home out on this on the field yeah. and everything oh yeah. coach was coach was immediately i yeah. mean immediately passionate tossed. passionate helmet toss quick yep. hook that was a yeah. quick hook and i'm like hey blue that's kind of on you like what do we do? That was a quick let him get his let him get his yeah. money's worth. Shout out to Godwin, Coach Godwin over there at East Carolina. He had no um he had every right to be pissed off there. The um, video was uh tweeted out by at Cam underscore Yarborough. Yarborough. Yeah, Cam Yarborough. He broke it down. He, he did a little commentary and everything. I loved it. He um he he's a East Carolina fan and he was not happy, but those yep. things happen in college baseball. These umpires aren't perfect, and and people give NLB umpires a lot of grief during the season. These guys are four or five steps below MLB umpires. So the strike zones this weekend. Uh, off. I know it, it was the first weekend. It's the first games. So I get that. But there was a strike called in the Mississippi State game today on Sunday that was at Logan Tanner's neck. Right. And, and like it, at the umpire's face. It was up here. And the guy had to stand up and catch it. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what are we doing <laughs> Yeah, I was watching a lot of in, in the mid-major umpires are even worse, man. They're oh, they're basically borderline literally World Series umpires. They they just volunteer to go out there. But anyway, so East Carolina loses all three games. Bryant goes down to, to Greenville, North Carolina, sweeps them. A big underlining story from East Carolina, Car- Carson Wisenhunt, 
their ace pitcher doesn't play, doesn't pitch Friday night. Coach Godwin comes out and say it was a violation of team rules. Now, I dug deep into this. I, I dug deep into East Carolina baseball Twitter. There's a lot of rumors swarming around. It could be PED use, which I don't believe. Well, but as someone that goes to a school that allegedly took PEDs and was not able to come back the next year, I could see it happening. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm not going to believe the rumors, and I don't right. want to – yeah. start any more rumors i'm just telling you what's out there already on the internet interesting i i think it's very hard to believe that the ncaa because the ncaa is the only the schools don't test for peds at least as far as when i played college baseball it was always the ncaa that would come in and randomly test four or five players so the fact that i like this close to the season carson wisenhunt failing a ped test i don't see it i think it's just a little bit of hoopla on the internet Maybe people trying to stir the drama. But whatever it is, Coach Godwin did not look happy in that press conference. He said it was a violation of team rules. He will not be with us this weekend, uh, not pitching opening weekend, and they go ahead and get swept. So there might be needs to be some morale rebuilding for the Pirates in East Carolina because I, I I was high on them this year. Yeah, I had a projection Friday to go to Omaha. Too. Yeah, and, and I was high on them to go into Omaha this year. I really do believe it. But right now, that looks like a deadbeat duck right now. They, yeah, Friday night, tended to. They hey, got and your smacked. That guy and they got hurt. And we have to tip the caps to the Bulldogs. They went in and did Bulldog things. They, no doubt. They went it like whatever's, whatever's happening, you know, morale-wise and team-wise in that locker room, that's one thing. But Bryant going in and, and sweeping, I don't think a lot of people in America had that um, no. happening. So no. That's, no, 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 that's some damn good baseball and, and, and your, some big wins. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and they yeah, that screwed over our bets. But you look at you look around the country, Friday night, opening day, there was there was a lot of upsets. You had um, you know, of course, Bryant beating ECU. You had Long Beach State beating Mississippi State, even though people are saying, Hey, that's not an upset. It's not an upset. Yeah. Long Beach State's better. They're a good team. Illinois State beating Arkansas. And Southeast Missouri is another team that walked into Dallas Baptist who a ton of people, including Dez and Dimitri, have an Omaha. Have them in Omaha. They beat them Friday and Saturday, both an in extra inning. Southeast Missouri State, SEMO, the Red Hawks. SEMO. They they go into Dallas Bombers University and just play toe to toe with them. I, and I don't know if it's credit to Southeast Missouri uh, Missouri State. I don't know if they're a good team. I, I used to play against them when I was in the OVC my freshman year at UT Martin, and they were all right. They're a pretty solid team. But nothing that should have competed with Dallas Baptist. So I don't know if this is their year to make some noise uh, in the OVC or if Dallas Baptist was just down. They might be down this year, boys. I, I don't know. So they wouldn't. Is it because of the, uh, the pimp job that the guy did in the Super Regional last year and oh, it was just a, a warning track? <laughs> you hate to see that. I, I I've been a victim of I've been a victim of that. You is think that the you get it? it? Man, if, if it is, there needs to be a 30 on thirty for 30 on that. We'll do because it. Because we'll it could, could destroy that program. So Southeast Missouri State wins two out of three against Dallas Baptist. Another big upset here, Liberty, the Flames, who we loved last year on this cool. podcast. They went something around 7-1 and one or 7-2 and two last year against ACC schools. They go down to the Swamp in Florida. Get boat race game one Friday night and bounce back and win the next two games and 
this just proves our point one more time. And Des, cover your ears here. But is Florida the University of Texas of college baseball? Because they are the biggest frauds over the last three or four years. Yeah, I know they won a national championship in 2017. I know they're always preseason ranked top five. But this consistently happens for this coach of Sullivan team. And Sully doesn't, I don't know, man. He just doesn't feel like he wants it anymore there. He always seems out of it in the dugout. They lost opening series last year to Miami. This year they lose to Liberty. Who Liberty's a damn good team. They're they're gonna they're gonna play with anybody they, they match up with. But the amount of recruits and the amount of talent that this Florida Gators roster has should not lose a series to to Liberty at all. What a ricochet shot. I'm just yeah. sitting here minding my own business and I get a ricochet shot. Um yeah, I've I've always said that uh, look, Florida and Soli just I don't know. Like you said, I think they, it's checked out a bit. And I think they can just think they can turn it on and it's baseball. We we all know that um you got to you have to play it. You can't sit on the ball, you can't run out the clock. You, you have to go out and compete um and get all the outs. And so it just seems like they just fall and I played on teams like that where you just think you're better than everyone because of the name across your, your jersey and you get your you get pushed in. And so um yeah, that's an interesting question. That'd be something we have to monitor uh this year because um my fraud alert is uh is ringing a little bit. Yeah, Des, it's high. Des and I talked about them last year, Florida. We did. We brought them up a lot. We're like, okay, they won this series, but frauds? Are we throwing out the F word? I'm not going to throw it out this early in the season, but you're right, uh, Ben. Coach O'Sullivan, he's he looks checked out, and he yeah. looked checked out last year. I didn't watch a lot of the series this weekend. I watched a little bit on a um, Saturday, but yeah, checked out might be the word. We all had him going to LSU last year. We all that's what I'm what saying was happening. Um, and then he ended up staying. He just like, oh no, I'm going to stay. And then LSU, you know, went their way. And it's interesting. It's very interesting because. They finally filled up that stadium. They got 6,000 people there this weekend, and everyone thought it was going to be a different Florida team, maybe the 2017-ish, 2016 Florida team going on again this and this weekend showed that it's exactly the same as last year. It's the exact same as last year. So I don't know if it's the players that he doesn't like, but or you know I don't know. I, there, there could be a million different things if he wants another job. But you're right. They filled up the stadium for him. We, we saw Florida's attendance last year. It was, it was garbage. And, th- and they showed up this week and they lose two out of three to Liberty. So I don't know. They need a reality check. It's a tough opening weekend series for Florida. It's not a cakewalk like teams. Florida State had, or Miami had Towson. Florida State had James Madison. You know, Liberty's a legitimate contender to be a two seed this year. But you still have to win that series if you're the Gators. Um, let's get out of the SEC a little bit, boys, because we had an all time performance this weekend from a freshman and I want to give him his shine and his light his name is Tommy White and player of the week player of the week no doubt Tommy Taters his three home runs opening day his first college game ever and goes ahead and hits one more tomorrow or yesterday one more today hits five this weekend and I know we you have to retire right you just quit you're on no dude you just keep you keep Parlay. Is it like that. the FAU guy last year? No, it's better. Well, I don't know. Two grand slams, one inning. What well, Caleb he... Pendleton did last year, two grand slams in his first <laughs> two at bats in the same inning. It'll never Nuts. happen again. It'll never happen again. 
but Tommy White from NC State joining a program that's already pissed off about the ending from last year. They win opening day 24 to 6. They sweep um they sweep this weekend and you could tell they were playing with a chip on their shoulder. And for 37 guy, runs. 37 runs for a guy like Tommy White who wasn't a part of last year's team stepping in and saying, "Boys, I'm a part of this team. I'm I'm good enough to play." And I'll I'll give credit here to Aaron Fit who's one of the top guys at D1 Baseball. I was listening to their podcast a couple weeks ago, and he brought up, he said, hey, Tommy White's going to win freshman of the year in the ACC. This kid can absolutely swing it. He, he is a pure hitter. And I kind of forgot about it until opening day, and I saw he hit a second home run. I was like, wow, Aaron Fitz right here. He, this kid can swing it. Goes on to hit another home run. Goes on to hit two more home runs in the weekend. So this NC State baseball team, if I'm – the if I'm ranking teams right now in a top 25, I think you go ahead and put them as either number one or number two. Them and the University of Texas are my top two teams in the country right now because not only were they two of the last four teams standing last year in the College World Series, it almost feels like Texas and NC State got a lot better while Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, uh, Virginia, some of those teams lost some talent and, and I think got a little bit worse. But all in all, I, I think it's a two-team race now in the ACC. I, I know it's so early, so, so early to say this, but Florida State looked really, really, really good. Um, I know they played James Madison, but they're a pretty, pretty solid mid-major team. Homers, just lots of homers. They They rake, bro, and now that they have... Now that they have Alex Terrell or Terrell, who hit a grand slam, Miami transfer, correct? Miami transfer. Well, and Dimitri Parker Messick, who actually was is a new follower of eleven point seven. He said he loves us. Parker Messick, ACC pitcher of the year last year, was absolutely dirty in his opening day start. So right now, I know there's a ton of talent in the ACC, and they kind of beat up on each other. But those two teams, NC State and Florida State, stand out from the rest. Uh, are there any other ACC teams that you guys can think of that maybe can give them a run for their money? Virginia is always one that I kind of look at. Are, just, is Virginia ever going to get helmets that fit? No, is, is, have, never. Have we talked about that yet? Wait, I don't think they should. I think they should stick with the shtick. Their helmets um, for the last decade just fly off their heads every awesome. single time. It's the best. I think Virginia is one that I'm always just kind of like, okay, yeah, they're always in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no faith in Louisville. They look bad again this weekend. They look terrible. Broads. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and throw it out after the first weekend. We did it all last season. I'm going to do it again this season. Um, the ACC last year, we always we called them frauds the whole year, and then NC State ended up being one of the better teams in Omaha. But, yeah, NC State, Florida State looks like a two, two-headed monster in the ACC. Um, I believe you have both of them in your Omaha eight, right, Kurt Ben? No, I don't actually have just State. I don't have NC State. I regret you that highly. I have Florida State and Georgia Tech, and I know okay. Georgia Tech swept right also State looked, this weekend. They also looked good. They their offense is is one of the best in the country, in my opinion. But Wright State, the same team that got walked off last year against Tennessee, they came down to Atlanta and and put on a show and played really really good baseball against this top. Georgia Tech team. Unfortunately, though, on Saturday, they lose a game on a walk-off drop fly ball from the center fielder. And it no, it was Friday night, actually. Friday so night. yeah. It was yeah. Friday night. So Wright State's 
last two or two of their last three games they've played as a team, they've lost in the last inning on some heroics almost. The walk-off Grand Slam last year against Tennessee in the regional and then drop fly ball in center field. But the Raiders, they looked really good. They're going to dominate the Horizon Conference this year, I, I imagine. They had, dude, they had a huge left-handed hitter. I forget his name. But he put a ball about 500 feet over right field. The wind was gusting out 30 miles an hour. And I tweeted about it from 11.7. And I, I gave credit to Georgia Tech's right fielder for the courtesy jog. Courtesy jog. The courtesy jog. That is huge for a pitcher's mentality because there is no reason that right fielder should have turned around. He should have like just the, stayed. Yeah. He should have like stayed playing. be the show one where they just kind of turn around and throw their glove no, up. No, he even he ran all the you way know, to the warning track. Bet, it was a vet move. It was yeah. a vet move for the psyche of giving up a 600 to that guy. If if there's any current baseball players listening to this podcast right now, which I know there's probably dozens of you, if you play outfield and there's a no doubt home run, just turn the shoulders, just show the pitcher your numbers, turn around, give a jog, stick your glove up because that that for the pitcher psyche and and I I wish Dimitri was here because pitchers are weird man they have weird brains and <laughs> weird birds. and when they give up a no doubt home run they know it but they want to see a little bit of effort out of their fielders so um but Georgia Tech they sweep right state I guess Georgia Tech I guess they could be up there with Florida State and and NC State why not we Very haven't even, we haven't even talked about home run Jesus or Duke as well. Oh, well, so, Duke um, loses opening day to VMI, which is a huge yeah, upset. Yes. Virginia Military Institution never win baseball games against Power 5 teams. And Notre Dame and then lost today. Notre Dame loses today to Delaware, which the only reason why I know Delaware has a baseball team is because they were on my spinning wheel that <laughs> that I that I put together last week. Had no idea Delaware had a baseball team. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll take a moment to shout out the the wheel. If you haven't already, go to the Apollo Podcast Network YouTube mm-hmm. channel, and you can go watch that incredible live stream with Ben, myself, Josh, uh, Dez. We were all on there for a little bit. Um, ben had a lot of fun spinning through 299 D1 baseball teams. So go yeah, check that and out. I, I messed it up at the end. If, if you get bored, just go to the ending because I, I, I royally mess things up. But I told Dez and the, and the Apollo crew, I think I'm addicted to live streaming now. I want to do so many more live streams. They were, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, we got to start whiteboarding some ideas about what we can do to live stream this year. I, I could do it every day. <laughs> Let's move on here. We've talked about a lot of the main stuff. Let's go ahead. Oh, one more thing I want to talk about that I circled. So, on my list of stuff that we were going to talk about on the show, the stuff I circle is the key stuff. Gustavo Nava from Southern University hits a walk-off home run and, and pimps it so hard. He, he year, bat maybe. flips so and good. then waves to the dugout and the umpire, home plate umpire, interjects himself and does the whole mask off, run in front of the player, point to the bases. Same thing we saw with Elijah McNamee a couple years ago for Mississippi State. And it happened again last year. I don't remember who. I think it might have been the Tennessee guy in the regional. I, I believe but it was. What are we doing as umpires, man? Let the kids have their moment. It's a walk-off, no-doubt home run. Let them enjoy it. And We're like two hours into the season. Like, yeah. literally. It's like, it's like 
twelve thirty on on Friday, like, <laughs> and the umps is already an ump show. Yeah, and you have all these brand new eyes. And I guess, look, if if you're tuning into college baseball for the first time, you're probably a baseball fan, so you know umpire, you know the Angel Hernandez, the Joe West, all the ump show in the in the in the big leagues. But I mean, these umpires just love to inject themselves into games all at all levels. I guess. Yeah, umpires. It's bad. And and obviously we've already given umpires a lot of discredit on this episode, but if you're an umpire listening to this, let the kids play. Let them have their moment. Don't don't interject yourself. It's not your game, it's theirs. You get paid, they don't. Let them let them do what they want. And if it gets out of hand, then you can stop it, but that was not even close to out of hand. Yeah, you're um, clocked out at that point. It was a walk-off home run. You're clocked out. All you got to do is yeah. see him hit the home base you can wait an extra two minutes for him to like walk the basis if he wanted to i don't give a shit yeah um, can we uh before we move on i just want to shout out lsu they put up a bazillion runs oh bajillion. my god this is i mean the lsu i mean what uh, 51 wow. 51 runs quick math there they all they all yeah. must know the 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 code to get into the batting cage shout out alex bregman because those kids absolutely barreled balls up now granted it was against another school that i did not know had baseball maine but they outscored maine something like 51 to 15 or 53 15 this weekend um jacob berry was incredible the giacomo was incredible Cade daughtry or dowdy sorry Cade dowdy um, this is a team that has an offense to, to win a national championship. Let's just cut right to it. Yes. Is, is the pitching going to be enough for them to win a national championship? They got a name, guy named Money. So well, I thought his name not? was Cash. Well, there's, so there's Cash Money, and then it, his brother is on there as well. I can't remember what his name is. It's, That's incredible. He, he won the game the other day. I think Saturday. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, I tweeted it out i feel like a big fat dumb idiot for not putting jacob berry on my golden spikes top five because that guy hit two monster home runs he's a professional hitter yeah yes he's a professional hitter and he's gonna he's gonna thrive in that ballpark um loving it let's do this before we get into the weekend series pick him des let me talk about texas a little bit yeah last episode we somebody brought up the question it might have been dimitri does rice have a chance in this series and you gave a little courtesy. Yeah, I think they could maybe steal a game you know, early in the year. What did you see from Texas and what did you see from Rice that, that is almost polar opposites of the spectrum of college baseball right now? Yeah, I mean, I think early on uh, Rice came in and we I didn't know this until right around game time that the bullpen was chirping the left field boys with horns down. Uh, and then Rice Baseball may have posted it on their uh, IG story. So you allegedly, allegedly. Um, so it's just don't poke the bear. Like you're coming to the dish. Obviously, you have the number one team in the country. You're playing. You're gonna be fired up, but just don't poke the bear. Um, but yeah, I I think Texas with with what they had and and Rice just wasn't a good ball team this weekend. Um, Texas just kind of leaned on them, and, and and next thing you know, there's a bazillion runs. Uh, Hispanic Titanic hits a ball today that's 451 feet off the hitter's eye. I mean, over the hitter's eye. Did it yesterday too. And, yeah. and just I don't know. There's a lot of confidence uh, with this Texas team. I think it's Pierce's best team he's had. Um, obviously, the number one ranking and, and everything with that. But he has three horses on the mound. Uh, each one could be a Friday night starter. Um, 
and now you have three of those guys going throughout the weekend. And then you have one of the best arms in the in the back of the pin that got finally an inning uh, today with Nixon. And the last inning was like seventeen and two already. Like that was his first appearance of the weekend. And so right. they were saving him for yeah. a close for a close game and never happened. Never happened. So um, I don't know. It's Rice. It, their schedule. I mean, they have Bama. Then you have the College Classic. You're gonna play some really really good teams. Obviously, it's early. Big Twelve play is gonna be huge. Oklahoma State. Uh, going into Vandy and, and winning a series, I think uh, we talked about it, right, Ben? Like, we're like, why does why does DraftKings book or the Barcelona book has um, Oklahoma State as the three third best odds? I believe at that point, right? It was like nine to one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and we're like, best why? Odds. We were like, you idiots! And next thing you know, they go into Vandy and take a series. We're like, oh, we're the big dumb idiots. So I'm telling you, Vegas always knows. They always man. know. So I, look, Texas is always going to have. Uh, the X on their back, just being Texas, uh, especially now with the number one thing. But I think that makes them a better team because you're always getting the best throughout the year. Um, you're always going to be, I, I look at, at the Astros, right? The Astros were chirped all year um, by the opposing fans and, and teams and stuff like that. It only just made them better. So I think if they keep their head down and I think Pierce is really good at managing uh, teams and egos and stuff like that, and they just keep their head down and go to work. It's only going to make them better because they're circled every week when they're, they're, the, po- the opponents coming in into Austin or they're traveling. So um, obviously you have to have a good draw. You have to have good luck when it, when it comes to to making the run to Omaha, but throughout the regular season, um, I'm excited to see this team just grow because there's a ton of confidence. The fans, they're itching for a dog pile. Um, so I, I'm pumped. I really am. Yeah. And, and it's the classic case of a team that was one step away last year from winning a national championship, they lose in the semifinals to Mississippi State, who ends up winning it all. They, they have just enough of the mix that you need to win a national championship of chip on your shoulder and also experience and, and valuable experience playing close and, and close games in Omaha in meaningful games in Omaha. So they have the recipe, I think, to, to win a national championship this year. You hit the nail on the head. Their starting rotation is incredible. It, it's one Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, doesn't matter who you get. They're all elite pitchers. Yep, and now they've got a new guy with the probably the best nickname on the team, correct, Des? Silas? I, I don't want to oh, yeah. I don't want to butcher his last name. Home run. Ardwan. Ardwan. So Ardwan. it's Cajun French for dinger. That's I just, believed you. When and, you and texted me that, I thought it actually meant dinger. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> just we're just gonna roll with it. Google Translate <laughs> Ardwan. Ardwan Google French. translate it. Yeah. Cajun French. Yeah, I just um, I just think perfect. they're they're a team that that you said, Ben, right? Like there's teams that and I think Tennessee may fall into the the same category too, where they got a taste of Omaha. They 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 had some really close games, they they got valuable outs and that goes a long way, um, and that goes for every team across the country that made a run last year, and they returned a lot of people. That being a student athlete and and being a hyper competitive athlete, that sticks with you. That sticks with you in the off season. That sticks with you at weights. Obviously, the coach speak right. You, we all we all seen that. But as a team, um, that unifies and brings guys together. And so, uh, any team that made a deep run last year and, and has that sour taste in their mouth, that only is going to make them better. And then you throw. For in Texas instance, the number one ranking next to it, it's just going to keep a chip on their shoulder in the sense of everyone's coming for you. And when you lose, you're going to hear it. You're going to get the horns down. You're going to get the chirps. So, Mm -hmm. um, no, I just think it only breeds success at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, are you 
Are you worried about any team in the Big 12 stopping? Besides, we've already talked about Oklahoma State and what they did at Vanderbilt. Actually, we didn't talk. We'll talk about that series here after you this. Didn't. But because um, that, I mean, that was the number one series of the weekend, you know, top 10 matchup opening weekend. But is there any team other than Oklahoma State that might give you a little bit of worry to keep Texas from winning a, a Big 12 championship? I mean, I have Tech and, and Omaha, so I have to mention them, right? But they, they went 1-2 and two this weekend. Um, they should have went 0-3. I they, told everybody that they were going to be yes. bad this year. Ben, you were, you, were very, you were very bearish on them when everyone else was mm-hmm. bullish. So, obviously, overreaction first weekend of the year. But I, I think Oklahoma State is just, just speaks dividends. Obviously, Vandy has to replace Lighter and Rocker, right? And Little didn't even make the rotation. But... Uh, when you take two or three, that's huge. So uh, they're they're obviously my eyes. TCU's kind of there. Uh, my boy Rugs asked about Kansas when we dropped the question uh, <laughs> earlier. That. They went they went two and one. Hey Kansas, nice nice job going two and one. But they lost no, I think at the end of the day, it's the usual right. suspects of of TCU, Oklahoma State, and Tech. Yeah, Oklahoma's looked sneaky good too. I think they're winning right now as we're recording this against who are they playing? Arizona, Auburn. No, Arizona's yeah, yeah, Michigan. already played. Michigan, you're right. Yeah, Michigan. Um, let's go ahead and, and dive deep. I know we said we we're going to do the weekend series pick them next, but we haven't talked about the number one series of the weekend, Vanderbilt and Oklahoma State. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt comes out and shuts the door Friday night. I don't remember the guy's name pitching because I've been consuming way too much college baseball content, but kind of long blonde hair comes out for Vanderbilt, yeah. 10 punch outs, shuts them down. Oklahoma State doesn't score. They don't really even have any threats to score. They had a couple early on in the game. I believe it was the third or fourth inning. I started tuning in, and they had two on, no one out, three on, oh, no okay. one out. That was before and, I tuned and in. And they, yeah. they, got, they got out of the jam, and ever and after that, they just cruised through the game. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, yeah, there's Chris some storylines. He had 10 punches. Yep. He had 10 yeah, punches so that's the four. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he – obviously, when we were – because we were all shocked last episode when we were talking about it. Christian Little, kind of the golden child to be brought up to replace Kumar and Jack Leiter for this year. When we saw he wasn't starting not only Friday, but at all this weekend, we were kind of taken back a little bit. Like, what's going on? But obviously this kid earned his Friday night spot. Uh, what was his name one more time? I'm forgetting. Chris McLovin? Mc- McLo- McLevin? Something? McLevin. McLovin. McLovin? Obviously McLovin? he showed... Corbin and the staff that he earned a Friday night spot this year, and, and boy, he was lights out. I watched the last four or five innings of that game. But credit to Oklahoma State. Going into Nashville is tough. We, we kind of give Vanderbilt some slack about their fans being not as prevalent during the regular season. But, you know, you got to battle with the Vandy Whistler, of course, which we'll never forget. He was out. Sucks. Um, but going to Nashville and winning a series is tough. Only a handful of teams have done it in the last couple of years. And, and they go in yes, or Saturday and, and win the game. And they come back today and win the series in the rubber match. Top of the ninth, they score, score two runs, put them up seven to five. So this is a battle-tested team, Oklahoma State. Des mentioned it earlier. It shocked us that they were the third favorite to win the College World Series, plus 900. That was the sketchiest line I've seen. What does Vegas know that we don't know? Oh, and, and it's a team that hasn't been to Omaha since I I can remember, probably since like the Robin Ventura days. But they have something cooking there, man. They're they're the real deal. And and it's a 
athletic department that's really invested in college baseball. So what Coach Holiday has going on, it wouldn't surprise me if it came down to Texas versus Oklahoma State to win the Big 12 and, and both teams being national seeds. They really did show me a lot this year. Or this weekend, sorry. Yeah, I, I think that's a, the biggest confidence booster, right? It's it's like, hey, we had this circled obviously last year. Oklahoma State played they played them tough last year with with mm-hmm. Lighter and yep. Rocker when they were in Stillwater, and so that's got to feel good because of just that sour taste you had last year. And look, a lot of a lot of people had that besides uh, uh, Mississippi State fans, right? Yep. But when you can build off this and I would like to see what the next two weeks kind of unfold for Oklahoma state. Like, do they read mm-hmm. their press clippings a bit? Do they, you know, do they get caught with their, their hand in the cookie jar against uh Sam Houston state this week? Maybe, I don't know. Um, as you can tell, I, I'm apologizing right now to Sam Houston. Sorry yes. <laughs> for underestimating you. We can touch it on the next segment, but yes. um, no, that's what you, that's what you got to, you got to think through as a, as a fan, right? Like, Hey, we just went in and did the damn thing. That's either you build off it or you, you read your press clippings and then you get you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. So that's what I'm excited to see with uh, Oklahoma State over the next couple of weeks. Can we talk about Vandy cheating? I was just about to bring up the, the Apple Watch thing that they were using. I guess it's not officially an Apple Watch, but... But it's an Apple Watch, essentially. It's a literal wristwatch that they're sending in messages from the dugout. The coach is calling the pitch. No, the catcher isn't wearing it, I believe. No, he I is. They, I, I want to okay. say he I is. think they are, yeah, because okay, so it's coming the, from the coach. So it was a week mm-hmm. before they cleared it. So a week before they weren't even able to, the catchers weren't supposed to be able to wear it, but everybody else was. So I was like, how is the catcher going to know where to be? What pitch has come at? Like the guy's going to expect to change up and it's going to be a 98 mile an hour fastball at the umpire's head. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I was curious how that was going to happen, but it's, it's kind of taken away part of the game essentially like yeah i'm gonna signs legally you're not gonna be able to steal signs and the catcher's not learning how to how to run a game essentially the coach is doing all the work for the catcher i don't i don't really like it but that i mean i'm not like an old head or anything but that's just kind of it's weird i'm all for technology in the game but that it's weird you you i agree with you a hundred percent i was about to say i'm i'm not an old head you know i support new technology in baseball, this is something that has to go. And, and I'm being serious here for a second. The, for the listeners that don't know, just Google. It's, it's all over Google right now because it was a big wave in college baseball. What Vanderbilt's doing, they have these little wristwatches. I, the best way to compare it is just call it an Apple Watch where you can receive, I guess, text messages from your coaches, either telling you the position you need to be in or in the pitcher and catcher's sake, what pitch he needs to throw in what location. So before every pitch, all nine of them on the field look at their wrist, and then they know exactly what they need, tendencies of the hitter, where they need to shade, where they need to play, what pitch, what location. And the whole goal of this, and and Vanderbilt, the reason why they really push this agenda saying it needs to happen is because of pace of play. Pace of play, pace of play, it's, it's, it's three words that you can say to, Anybody in modern baseball, whether no matter what level it is, and they'll be like, yeah, pace of play. We need to speed it up, make it more exciting. No, 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 no. This, this cannot happen because not only does it separate the rich teams from the poor teams, it takes away hundreds and hundreds of years of, of baseball traditions of giving signs and having players have feel out there and, and learn 
what they what they know and what they don't know. It, it's just not. I don't think it's good for the game. And I know they're trying to be revolutionizing the sport, but I hope this is a a one year and done thing. I hope the NCAA it looks fucking stupid. It, it just it, looks dumb. <laughs> the MLB won't approve it, but the NCAA does. Yeah. At any point when the MLB doesn't approve of something, and you do, it's it's like, what Your are we doing here? Going off. Yeah, what are we? What are we? Why are we trying to be cute here? What what's going on? And yeah. So Texas know. is doing the uh, catcher earpiece bit mm-hmm. where the catcher's wired that. up, pitching coach gives it in. I don't – so I agree with you guys. I am I am team anti-Apple Watch because it's – you're not you're, – you're just creating robot-created players at this point. You're not mm-hmm. creating ball players um, because there's no – there's no feel. I, I was a catcher, right, and I'm seeing some. I get a sign. I get, I, get, I get my stuff from my pitching coach. If it's just an Apple Watch relay, it, all right, curveball, okay, curveball setup, blah 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 blah. You're not, you're just, you're just a robot at this point. Where the earpiece is kind of, I, I don't know if I'm about it. At least you can get it relayed. It's almost like a quarterback, right? Getting it from yeah, head coach I'm okay with that. It's it, you're getting the the pitch and the tip of the game plan. The pitcher can still shake that off. It, if you're all wearing Apple Watches, you got to throw what's what's coming on there because everyone mm-hmm. is now. Your defense is set up that way. Everything's being set up that way for that fastball or that curveball being thrown in that spot. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm the I'm the catcher, I'm the only one, and I'm getting that tip in. My my guy, you know, shakes me off. Then we we can feel it and we go through the game. I'm okay with that. But the development of players in the field, what happens that next step? If, if Major League Baseball is not making it happen. Why are you developing all these bad habits right now? You're going to have that's to reteach saying. kids so many different things, and that's only going to stunt their development. And we already have a problem with the way players are being paid when they get drafted. Half these kids are getting a, a meal ticket and a plane ticket, right? Now you have to develop them even then. Now yeah. you're now you're on a spreadsheet, on an Excel sheet, on a major league camp in front office, and they're just going to be like, okay, I don't have time to I don't have time to baby this kid. He's crossed off. Is going to go someone else? That's a problem. Yes. It's a real problem. That's why I got serious for a second. Yeah, I know they're trying to be innovative. They're trying to revolutionize the game, speed things up. Guess what? Real baseball fans don't care if the game's sped up or not. Real baseball fans enjoy being at the ballpark, enjoy watching a game, don't like to be rushed. That's why they like baseball and not basketball or soccer or football. You know, They choose the sport because it, it fits their personality. It fits who they are. So we don't need to speed the game up. We don't need to revolutionize it with technology. I mean, maybe in certain circumstances, but we don't need kids wearing Apple Watches, learning where to stand. This isn't T-ball anymore with your coach on the field, you know, moving you, physically pushing you to one position or the other. Uh, I, I think it needs to go. This is a one and done thing for me. Let it finish out this year. Let them do it. And then next year, let's put some, some rules saying that well, you can't do it anymore. Hey, Vandy, Vandy starts off playing 500 ball or their, their, their feet are panicking underneath the water. They mm-hmm. scrap the idea. No. You think they're pot committed no. to it the entire Tim, year? Tim Corbin's too. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt's all about the attention and they've okay. always been like that and they want the attention. They want to use it as a recruiting purpose saying, Hey, we have this technology. Nobody else is using. We want you to be a part of it. it, it I promise you they're not scrapping it. They're just going to probably dig their heels in more. Gross. Um, but with all the serious talk going on, let me move it. Let me move it to a little bit of a lighthearted situation here because I've waited probably forty-five minutes too long to say this. 
wow did i have a great week and we can pick them and you guys <laughs> sucked unbelievable i got laughed at and chirped uh, on twitter all Josh, weekend saying i i i didn't I, I didn't make good picks and i'm gonna finish behind dimitri again this year and and i don't know anything about college baseball well guess what four and one this weekend des went one and four <laughs> dimitri and stoney both went two and three Dimitri tried to go three and two in our group chat, though. He tried to convince everyone otherwise. Did he? He did try to convince everyone. Yes. Did you miss that? Here. So I, I found the graphic. I sent it back in our chat. And then I tallied up the score. So I had Ben four and one. Me and Dimitri two and three. Des one and four. Dimitri goes, Irvine didn't win. I'm three and two. So I, I didn't even go. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even say anything. I just went and found the Louisiana Raging Cajuns tweet that says series one with their graphic and everything. I said two he's and three. An idiot. He's sir. such a he's a Cali boy now. He's getting the wrong. He's Hollywood. Hollywood. He's getting misinformation. Yet. The media. And he's on the wrong media. He almost now. swindled me on it. He almost tender swindled me on it. And I was just like, almost gaslit no, you I, into thinking. I'm pretty sure it's two and three, but I'll I'll check my math there. Yeah, two and three. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was rooting hard for those Irvine boys while he was out there in Irvine. But um, I guess we'll run through it real quick. In the first series, which I was the only one to pick, was well. Actually, I'm gonna go to the graphic. Give me one second while I pull this up because um, I want to make sure I can do it chronologically. That so, is the correct one that you. Yeah. Uh, so the the about. first series, the top series, was Mississippi State, Long Beach State. We've already talked about that series. I, I said it on the podcast. I said, listen, these dirtbags are grindy players. They're not the normal California teams that are pampered and prissy. They, they like to get down and dirty. That's why they're called the dirtbags. And I thought that there was going to be a little bit of a championship hangover at Mississippi State, Duty Noble, more celebrating than focus. So all three of you guys picked Mississippi State, which didn't seem like a bad pick at the time, but Long Beach State won two out of three. I won that series. Only one in the group. Next series was Oklahoma State and Vanderbilt. And I was surprised to see Stoney and Dimitri also go with Oklahoma State. I, I wanted to say, I wanted to fade the public kind of, but it turned out Dez was the only one that picked Vanderbilt. And the, the other three does. of us I thought I looked like Oklahoma a State. I, was, I thought I was a genius after Friday night. I, want to, I, I wish we still had the clip, but I think you said, guys, what are we doing here? It's Vanderbilt all the way. He was the last I did one say that. I literally said, yeah. what are we doing? He's what are we doing here? Go. Like, y'all are literally not going to take – are we just not taking Vandy this year? Yeah. And then he took Vandy. And after opening night, I got I peer pressure in taking Vandy. No. <laughs> Stop don't that. spin it on us. Yeah, don't blame us <laughs> Look, for your mistakes. I got peer pressured. Everyone knows <laughs> – on the Apollo side that I'm going to suck for peer pressure. That's what yes. happened. I got peer pressured. So um, <laughs> the next series was one, the only one that I missed. And I, I don't know. If, I don't even remember taking Baylor necessarily against Maryland because I remember talking about how much I liked Maryland this year and how they were going to be a, a, we, a contender to win. All did. And we were all yeah. like, and we're gonna take Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't remember. I, I remember talking more about too. Maryland. Like I, I think I dropped a crab cakes Maryland comment yes. in there. As yeah, well. you we did. did. But it turned out that I picked Baylor to win the series against Maryland. So did Stony. So did Des. But then Dimitri picked last, and he said, "I'm so glad you guys picked Baylor because I want to pick Maryland now." Yep. And that was the one. That was one of the two that Dimitri won. But like, I don't know why I didn't take Maryland. I talked him up the whole episode about how they were gonna win, possibly win the Big Ten. They went to a regional last year. They're they're a really good team. 
and they smoked Baylor. They swept them. It was never even close. Um, I don't know if that says more about Maryland or if it says more about Baylor, but we'll figure it out during the season here. Next series, I was standing on an island by myself. You look like a genius. I'll give you, I'll give I, you mad props. You look like a mad, mad genius right now. I, I talked about how Sam Houston State needs to have a federal prison night um, where they so, release all the prisoners on death row staying in Huntsville, Texas, let them so go to good. the game. Somebody, I don't remember if it was Des or Stoney, that said they need to put them right behind the visiting dugout, which I think is genius. But Sam Houston State, not only did they win the series, we didn't even factor in that it was a four-game series and there could have been a tie, 2-2. Dimitri's fault. He said it was Dimitri. a three-game series. He's supposed to be the researcher here. Yeah, he promised us they were all three-game series. Well, they weren't. They were four-game series, but didn't matter. Because Sam Houston State, <laughs> besides the game three where they got torched, they were in control the whole series. And they look like a really, really good team. They're in the, is, they're in the whack now. Is that right? They left the, the Southland? Yeah, they're in the Western Athletic so, Conference now. So new, um, new, new scene for them. But I mean, they, I mean, they look like a team that could make a super regional run, like they did in 2017, 2016, one of those years. I sixteen sounds right. I think it was sixteen. But what makes me sick is I literally talked about Sam. I talked about all the Houston high schools and surrounding JUCOs that fed into Sam Houston. And I still picked Nebraska. You did a leak like, or so. You did a not so fast. I did. <laughs> I did. Put the corn husker helmet all, on. I gave, I gave all the props to all the, all the high schools here in the greater Houston area that feed good ball players to Sam Houston, and I still went the wrong way. Yeah, Ben went on and on and on about Sam Houston State, and Dez almost bought into it. I almost bought into it because I'm a Huntsville, Alabama guy. They're a Huntsville, mm-hmm. Texas team. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm going to go with Nebraska. And turns out it's we were because all Nebraska poisoned not only your guys's brain, but they poisoned listeners and college baseball fans from last year, what they did in that Arkansas regional. Nobody cared yes. about Nebraska until they went toe to toe with, with the Arkansas Razorbacks and honestly almost won that, that regional Kevin cops away. Yeah. They, they, they poisoned the minds and I was going to make them prove it to me one more time before I was big and high on them. But um, Sam Houston won that, and then I, mean, last I literally one, have an apology right here. Yeah, you do. Des has a whiteboard. Go to the Apollo Podcast Network. Just search Eleven Point Seven Podcast, and you can watch this on YouTube, where you can see Des's apology written right behind him. Um, but last but not least, this last series, I, I think I equated it out to math. I credit math on this one. I added up my formula, Big and it spit guy. out it spit out the Louisiana Raging Cajuns winning a series against. UC Irvine. Now I will put my hand up. I was wrong. I, I promised a sweep and UC Irvine yeah. wins game one on Friday. And I was a little shaking in my boots a tad. But when you get a team from Irvine, California, very nice, you know, affluent area, California, nice facilities, recruit. They recruit players that come from a little bit of money. And you send them down to Lafayette, Louisiana. And where it's a different, it's all, I mean, it's just a different place that they've ever seen. Shout and, out to swamps. And, and Dimitri talking <laughs> about finding out what a swamp was. But you add that with a Louisiana Raging Cajuns team that recruits really well, 
probably second or third best in the state of Louisiana behind LSU and maybe La Tech, but just getting a bunch of gritty dudes that that are not scared of anybody, super talented, and and playing in front of a home crowd that's as ruthless as the Lafayette Raging Cajun fans are. I, I I spelled it out in a formula last episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back um, and listen to it. But I, I almost guaranteed this series win for the Raging Cajuns, and they made me proud. They came back and, and won the series the last two games. Now, I will say, um, I do apologize to any Raging Cajun fans or citizens of Lafayette that I offended. I, I, I guess I offended a little bit of uh, Raging Cajun fans saying that they were toothless and had leathery skin. Probably crossed the line there. It was it was in very lighthearted manner. I wasn't directly trying to offend anybody. I was just trying to paint a picture for the listeners who may not be familiar with Louisiana uh, and, and Lafayette, Louisiana at that. It, it's just a special place, and, and I really do like this team. I really do like their fans, and I hope to go to a game. And I think after I apologized on Twitter, they, they accepted me as one of their own because now a lot of their main accounts are tweeting at me saying what a genius I am. And I will quote a tweet that somebody sent me. Um, they, they quoted a tweet here for me, and I was going to tee it up for myself and whack this one out of the ballpark. I'm, this is can we title is this, this podcast is this, the, yeah. the, the Ben, ben show? Upton, the ben yes, Upton Ben Upton yes. show. Just, this is my show. You guys this are just here. Pick him, just put put his. If we're going to talk about yeah. anyone's ego, I've on never. This podcast, but listen, I have to. Ben, did you, I was you, not right one time play? last year. Did you make a play randomly at a a, a college baseball game catching no. football today, <laughs> or anytime this weekend? No, 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 no. Yeah. But let me let me read this from Barstool Barstool Cajun. So the the raging Cajuns. Account, account the official barstool account it says student talks shit to uc irvine player while leaving the stadium the uc irvine player says we just want to get the hell out of here and go back to southern <laughs> california and he said you were right at ben upton i, I tried to say it man these you kids wanted no part of the the, the southern louisiana atmosphere and uh, they just want to go back to southern california where they're comfortable and and pray to god the ncaa doesn't send them down to an lsu regional or louisiana tech it. or Louisiana Lafayette it. regional send um, all of the California teams to Louisiana for regionals. Please. It, it, it's, it's like sending a Husky dog from Alaska down to Texas in the middle of summer. They just don't want to be there. They, they yep. would rather just be comfortable up in the different, different part of the country. But not only we're going to have to remind Dimitri what a swamp is come that time, but all these California kids, we're going to have to teach them what a swamp is. Yes. yes. So and um, he's already, look, Dimitri's already out there. He's he's on the West Coast, West Coast Dimitri life. So living comfortable I, out there, yeah. champagne tastes. Champagne all that. tastes while we're in the swamps. I will say on the weekend pick'em, I was 0 and 5 on Friday night, and I was getting really nervous for Sunday night recording. Were you really? I was 0 and 5. State, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Nebraska, and the Raging Cajuns. That would, I think dude, that would have went. been an all-time Ben Upton. I went 0-5 last year, I think at least once, maybe twice for the weekend, and I, I got absolutely crucified on Twitter. I was just looking at it. I was like, oh, no, this is this can't be good. Worst nightmare. I but mean, you, you, you salvaged two wins. Me? I'm 1-4 right now, so let's uh... – well, <laughs> And, and my look, team I'm... is on the list here, so I was getting a little more nervous because I knew State wasn't looking very good and my picks weren't good. I was going to have a rough weekend. You just start – you set the bar really low. And you yeah. have no expectations, and you just got to get hot. Up, Don't let only me up from here. get hot. 
Right. All the pressure's on Ben for week in, week out. Guys, and I, I got a target. I'm the University of Texas. Got a target on my back now. Um, <laughs> I'm the Florida of Pickham, I guess. Yeah. Jeez, Lou. Please. <laughs> um, let's go ahead. We're almost done with the show here. We're, we're going to wrap up some other, some other not as major headlines from this weekend, but still something that you should notice as a college baseball fan. Um, what UCF did, Central Florida did to Siena, was not fair, and I'm so surprised that Tony Rossi, head coach of Siena, um, still wants to continue coaching. He's been coaching for over 50 years now at Siena. 52, I believe, is what we're 52 at. years since 1970 was his first year. He goes down and plays against Central Florida. who were wearing some sweet jerseys. The Centronauts, don't know what yes. that means, but we tweeted a picture out of them. They were amazing jerseys, but... UCF outscores Siena 46 to 3 this weekend. The, the St. Bernard's, it, it's not promising. I don't think we're, I don't have to worry about buying a St. Bernard for the Apollo yeah. Zoo because they looked pretty bad. But who knows? They could turn it around. Yeah, you know. Um, another big note Louisiana Tech, they sweep Wichita State, which is no joke. Um, Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs. Love Shack was rocking. What they had some incredible performances on the mound. Um, they had Worf and who was Kriggers? Kriggers had an amazing showing today out of the bullpen. Um, really gutsy close out that game. Philip Matulia hits a home run. It's a Louisiana Tech team that, man, I'm telling you, man, I just feel like they're going to make an Omaha run this year. Team they're of gonna, Destiny? They're almost a team of Destiny, almost a Cinderella. <laughs> Um, happy ending got just ran into the wrong team last year at NC State, which nobody knew at the time. Yep, right. So now this this raises a question here, fellas. With East Carolina getting swept, and with Wichita State getting swept, with Houston not looking really good, I think they might have went zero and three as well. I the Cougars, so. I think the Cougars went zero and three. Is is the American Conference dead? Is that is wow. it too early to say that? Are we doing a time of death week week one? Are they are they a multi big multi bid league? That is, I'm uh, speechless right now. I I have a hard time ruling out ACU. No, they'll bounce back, of course. For but I'm saying the, is is somebody else? Are there going to be two teams that put together an an NCAA regional resume? Uh, maybe UCF's a team like that. They they looked really good, but it was against a weak opponent in Siena. But hey, other, Siena's real strong. Our St. Bernard's a great team. Let's think about it though. Memphis, Cincinnati. Um, uh, who else? Who else is in? I can't even U think of H. Of U of H looked bad. They, they did not look good. The American might be just a bad baseball conference. UConn, how'd they look? Did, no, they're in the Big East now, right? Is the Big East back? I don't know, but it's just we'll have to do some more research. I might have been quick to pull that trigger there, but just hey, I don't know. The Americans not doing it for me anymore. I mean, shoot, South Florida won the it tournament may just be last the Diamond year. Dogs. Maybe Diamond, Diamond Dogs, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not even in the American. They're in Conference USA, buddy. Same thing. Oh yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so we've already talked about LSU's offense. Oh, Tennessee, man, wow, mm-hmm. Stony. Well, Tell us about what Tennessee's home run prop is because you've yeah. been a big buyer in on this. So I'm, I'm a sucker for props. 
like when Miami brought back the the turnover chain or brought out the turnover chain, I was like, wow, this is great. And everyone, every time someone brings out a turnover prop, I'm like, what is it? How cool is it? Or how corny is it? Because <laughs> there's there's two spectrums. They're like, okay, that was pretty cool. Or like, are we? Are you serious with this thing? Are you, you need is to that do what we're running with? Like a Dave Portnoy pizza review, you need to do a prop review. I, I'm for it. I'll, <laughs> I'll start them. I'll start doing them midweeks. Um, but yeah, Tennessee. I think it was Friday afternoon. Um, maybe it was Saturday afternoon. I can't remember. Someone tweeted out. It was on the Vol Baseball Twitter. Someone screenshot it, threw it on Twitter, and I was just like, "Okay, this this is it. This is it." If you, anyone knows who Walt Clyde Frazier is, he used to play for the Knicks back in the '70s. He wore the most incredible fur coats, just to the floor, decked out. Tennessee's got one as a home run prop. They've got a Walt Clyde Frazier, Frazier uh, fur coat. They bring it out. They put it on over their their uniforms. They're just walking around. Their shoulders are all loose. They're they're feeling good, feeling great. And Tony Vitello's got that squad rolling. And that home run prop, I, I'm sold on it. I have them in Omaha already. But hey, I I'm not opposed to picking the ugly orange as a national champion here in a here in a few no, weeks. Listen, Can you man, imagine rolling in Omaha with furs. Oh, oh Omaha house. I'm with, sweating uh, with just furs. thinking about that. I'm in Paul 11 seven Omaha house. We just show up in first. I'm, 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 I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for peer pressure. It's going to be so hot. They're so good. Instead of buying a volunteer, cause you can't do that. We just each buy a fur <laughs> fur jacket. Like we have to wear it to Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we just I, buy a fur fur just, coat. Yeah. I'm in dude. That it's, it's, it's probably cheaper than buying a Campbell. Or it, Campbell. Might yeah. it might be. It might be. Um, All right, hot seat, the Apollo Zoo. Not not yes. great. Not it's a not great first good. week. Who is it? We have Rice, Sienna, Oregon. Oregon. Oh my god, the ducks are dead. Let's take a moment here. No, no, it's this 2018 Mississippi State all over again. You Dude, get the sweeps, ducks, you get the bad out of the way, you come back screaming the next week. The it's ducks be are just fine. terrible, but I'll tell you what, the beavers look damn good. Oh, no god. pun intended. Oregon State, Oregon State no looks pun. so good. <laughs> that that slipped out. That pun slipped out, but they look damn good. The Beavers, wow. They they wow. went opening day 21 to 1, and then they waxed. That was against New Mexico, and then they waxed yep. Gonzaga big time as well. They, they go undefeated TBD. this weekend. According to D1 baseball, they played TBD in the middle. TBD. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it's spring training for everybody, dude. Even D1 baseball scoreboard. But wow, I mean, this Oregon State team, if they found something, They've won a national championship 2018. Sorry, Arkansas fans. Don't mean to throw another dig at you there. But they what they went back to back in 06, 07. It's yep. a team that's been proven to to just breed champions. And I'm not going to rule them out this year. But I, I will say this Oregon State is still the daddy of Oregon, and it's not even close. The Ducks had a nice little regional host last year, but man, I don't know. They looked really, really bad this weekend. Not excited um, about that. Just a couple other talking points, and we'll wrap this thing up. TCU had a comeback win against San Diego State. Really juiced them, um, you know, juiced the team up. I was like, you know what? TCU is going to ride this momentum. I'm going to bet on them here today on Sunday. And, of course, they lose in extra innings to Cal. So, or that was two days ago. That I was Saturday. Say. Yep. Yeah, and that was Saturday. They beat Houston 10 to nothing they, today on they Sunday. Wo- they whooped Houston. So, TCU looks like a solid team. Yep. Um, and then let's see here. Tim Elko has two healthy ACLs and has two home runs this year. What a legend. Wow. I mean, he I mean, looks, we he looks like a 35-year-old right? man out there. 
like the the first the first beer shower we just should have been like yeah it's gonna be elko the, yeah the, the vegas odds would have said, had elko said, at minus 500 yeah <laughs> the first point at of, least of illegal um, activity in oxford this weekend <laughs> look hours are illegal i've been i've been chirped i've been chirped by stony and and some mississippi state people i may turn full hill and, and i'm saying this because i love you mississippi state i'm saying this respectfully i'm gonna turn hill and be an old miss fan like been, in uh, about two weeks just I, i'm i'm letting you know now it's been a year coming i, I turn yes yeah. did you I guys see did I you guys wait. see what, what Ole Miss tweeted today after they swept Charleston Southern? No. Stoney, I'm so glad you didn't see it. Live so reaction the old, here. The, the Ole Miss baseball account. Let me pull it back up here. Ole Miss baseball account tweeted, Rebs win 12-2. Losing on opening weekend, or losing on opening weekend couldn't be us. Just a direct stab right at Mississippi State. They, they have a problem. They can't stop talking about mississippi state it's the craziest thing they talk about their tiktok followers <laughs> to the mississippi state barstool account last year after they win a national title they're talking about their tiktok followers i you know if social media is their ultimate championship and their ultimate goal every year have that illness you can yeah. take it losing on opening weekend can't couldn't Could be, be us well yeah, hey maybe us. don't schedule charleston southern stick, like, stick hey you leave my rebels out of it yeah, <laughs> Des has gained like six teams this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have just I'm, whoever we hate, he's gonna. I've, gain. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. Um, let's see. Two other talking points. Des, do you want to address Wayne Graham, legendary Rice coach? Was there for thirty years, won a national championship, goes to the Rice versus University of Texas series, and wears a Texas hat. Now, granted, he played baseball at Texas. He played there. So he's an alumni, played baseball at Texas, but did Rice do him dirty? And he's full anti-Rice now because to wear a Texas house, Texas hat and Texas gear that aggressively to a Texas versus Rice series, it raises a red flag in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Pierce, what Pierce was there with him, um, so he could default and be like, "I played there," and you know, Pierce is one of my guys in my coaching mm-hmm. tree. But if you if you put it over three decades worth of work at a university and um, you go to opening weekend, you wear the other school's uh, colors. It's uh, a little sus. That's what the kids are saying these days, right? Sus. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's some bad blood. Maybe it was, they, they didn't listen to him. Maybe he wanted a a successor and he wanted to plan out, have a, you know, a part of that. Maybe, I don't know. But um, yeah, especially with one of the players that is now the head coach, he coached mm-hmm. in a on a really good rice team and in that stretch of of rice baseball so yeah just it was weird all the way around for sure yeah i think weird's a good way to put it but understandable probably has some some harsh feelings about how rice pretty much forced him out and he was supporting pierce who was an assistant coach for him and i think actually played for him did you say that yeah. as well no i know i know he coached uh, for him and i think yeah. maybe even sean allen was there at the same time yeah um, so. um, but just something that caught our, caught my eye. And then the last but not least, shout out to Hawaii baseball. I wanted to save this story for Let's last. Propose. Hawaii baseball not only is going to be sending me a hat in the mail, I, I found myself on, man, I think it was Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday night. 
after I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself a caffeine, uh, I overdosed on caffeine. I was up late and, uh, yeah, I was drinking a little bit of alcohol, I'll be honest, hand up, you know, long day, a lot of college baseball content, you know, I'm on the couch, my, my wife's pregnant in bed sleeping. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a little boys night. I'm gonna watch some, some TV and I'm watching some game that ends at around midnight on ESPN plus. And sure enough, midnight Eastern Hawaii baseball is it says upcoming and i said no way this is live so i go to hawaii's <laughs> website and it's hawaii versus washington state kicking off at 12 i mean 12 a.m eastern time and i said oh my god i'm doing this right now so i, I stay up and watch this hawaii and and, and washington state game I, I guess a little bit tipsy a little bit drunk and the next day i, I we get a dm from hawaii's main twitter account saying, I don't know if we can do a jersey, but what about a hat? And I, I, I gave Dimitri crap. I said, Dimitri, quit DMing these accounts. Quit so tweeting right, at me, them. Let me pull the curtain back. Ben Upton sends a tweet to the group message. Dimitri's begging Hawaii for jerseys, LOL. <laughs> Dimitri immediately replies back. This is 11 p.m. That's not me. That was you, WTF. And then Ben hits us with a... Maybe that was drunk Ben last night, and I about <laughs> fell out of my freaking chair. That is it was, so it was late night college baseball. Ben just enjoying a couple Miller Lights, and and I, I guess I did it. I DM'd Hawaii baseball asking for a jersey, but they're sending me a hat. Hey. I'm a, I'm a huge rain, huge Rainbow Warriors fan now. I will stay up every single Friday night. I'll do it just like they do in Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights. We should come back to the same table. And order the same food and watch the same <laughs> games. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting there every Friday night, midnight, midnight Eastern, cracking over my first Miller Light and and watching some Hawaii baseball because, wow, is that just what I want to do? It, I, I I made it to like the sixth inning and I was live tweeting the game. I went back and looked. Um, don't drink and tweet, fellas. By the, <laughs> by the end of the season, Ben's gonna be like progressively like get the florals. He's gonna have so yep. floral Hawaiian, we get yes. Hawaiian shirts. And then Only the wear Hawaiian the shirts. As well. and I think the and then we're gonna be like, hey Ben, we gotta down. schedule. We gotta schedule this, you know, this content. He's like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually doing a, a full luau cookout and have the pig roasting. He's gonna <laughs> be he's gonna be Hawaii Ben. Yes. Oh yeah. And later the um, season goes on, the buttons keep getting lower during the podcast. Lower and, lower. and then it's just completely unbuttoned at the end of the really season. Long. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like me and Hawaii baseball's Twitter account guy have a pretty good relationship, so maybe they'll fly me out to a weekend series. Yeah, um, no shot. <laughs> oh, and one more thing we got to talk about before we wrap this up, and I, I did not mean to avoid it. It just slipped my mind. Uh, wink, wink. Fordham really let me down this week. After yeah, spinning that wheel for an hour and a half, landing on Fordham. That's what you get for choosing they the get wrong champion. Swept, they get swept by Texas A&M. And Texas A&M looked really good. And I, I will tip a cap there. They went on a walk-off home run today, but handled Fordham with ease Friday and Saturday. Uh, I'm still still bullish. or Yeah, bullish on, on Fordham. I think they're going to be okay. I watched every, at least a, bits and pieces of every game. They, they had some dudes, man. They got some players. And a lot of them followed me on Twitter, and, and they love the support. I just I, I hope Fordham puts himself in a position to get into a regional because that's when I'm going to go full, full Fordham fan. But full Ram, 
full ram, yeah. buy a ram. Shout um, out to uh, my Davidson Wildcats this weekend, went in the series. Got a, got a couple follows. Who'd they, who'd they play? Couldn't tell you. I have no idea, but they won the series. So. <laughs> <laughs> I followed along. I, yeah. I don't remember who they played, but I was tweeting out, let's go, Cats. Love you guys. Uh, got a few follows from the players. So shout out you guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Let's go, Davidson Wildcats, baby. How'd the uh, Abilene, Abilene Christian? Christian? Abilene Christian, like my picks, uh, started off hot one Friday night and then dropped the next three. So look, it's you fine. Can't, that didn't you happen. You can't win them all. It's fine. Yeah, we, we only actually played one game this week. It's bye week. Yeah. Yeah, it's bye week. Bye week. <laughs> First weekend doesn't matter unless your, your team wins the series, then it really matters. That's the great mindset to have exactly. about college baseball. But hey, we're done for this episode. Shout out to all of our new followers, over a thousand new on Twitter and, and a lot of new subscribers on the podcast. If you haven't already checked us out on YouTube, uh, surpri- subscribe to our YouTube, comment. We want you, if you made it this far in the episode, comment who you think should be the number one team in the nation. Um, even if you're listening to it on podcast, go to YouTube, click to the end or, or click really anywhere on the podcast and just put who you think we should rank number one. Um, I think there's a handful of teams that deserve it, but we'll let you, we'll let the, the listeners decide. But con- we really do love the support. Continue to support us on podcasting and on social media. YouTube, we're going to start growing here. And uh, if, if the season is anything like it was this opening weekend, oh my God, I think we're all going to be just happier, you know, more, more pure souls than what we were before. So y'all stay connected. We'll be back Thursday night, releasing the podcast Thursday night or Friday morning to preview the upcoming series. You guys enjoy some midweek baseball that we didn't even preview. Uh, there's some really good midweek games to check out. Louisiana Tech and um, LSU's one. and I haven't even looked that far in the schedule. There's there's probably plenty. Just go to D1 we'll Baseball Scoreboard. We'll, we'll tweet them out for you. Um, but anyways, well, that, that wraps up the show. Appreciate Stoney, Stoney and Dez. I almost said uh, Stone and Desi, but Stoney and Dez for joining Stone us. Stone and Desi. For joining me that. on my podcast <laughs> episode where I got to gloat and brag for the first Whatever. time in years. Can't wait for um, next week when you go 0-5. Y'all, y'all tweet at Dimitri and let him know that he's he was missed, but it was nice having a non-microphone issue this episode. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. Y'all stay safe, and uh, let's go college baseball. <laughs> <laughs>